<laughs> All start. Five yards. It's our first restart of the night. Hopefully it's the only one. Hello. We're going downhill from here. <laughs> yeah. We're making it into the gulag with this one, baby. We might be washed. <laughs> uh, welcome to Shrimp Hours. 74. Everybody else quits, just us now. <laughs> Last week yeah. was so bad, it almost actually died for real. I almost forgot to upload it. It took me till Friday <laughs> to get that podcast up. It was so bad. Uh, I'd like to apologize to anyone who listens to this show on a regular basis, but also you had this coming. We're so uh, bad. Yeah. Please like Let's, and subscribe. <laughs> please give us five stars on Spotify, yeah. please. Uh, I'm drive through. Slaps here. Rusty's here, and no one else is. <laughs> That's it. Uh, all right. Uh, we usually open up with what's Twitter doing. Uh, did anything interesting happen this week? I don't think so. Oh, Elon Musk basically told. Uh, did we cover this last week? No, this happened what in between. It was. Uh, he went up in that like uh, big media thing with that toasted by the New York Times, like stood up on a stage and. Uh, oh, that's always that, a bad thing. A guy, a guy asked him, like the interviewer, he was like a well-respected. I didn't actually hear about this at all. Journalist or whatever, and he's like, you know, what do you say to advertisers? You know, they make up like ninety percent of your revenue, and he's just like, uh, go fuck yourself. Like if people are going to try to blackmail me, blackmail me with money. Like, go fuck yourself. And, that, you know, all the major guys had pulled out because Elon Musk said, like, basically the Jewish question on Twitter. Said the what? What, what was the, the Jewish question? No. Oh, what was what the question? That? Can we ask it? <laughs> what did he say? No, no, there was a, there was a guy who posted something along the lines of uh, why does it seem like Jewish people hate white people? Why are they trying to flood our countries with all these immigrants and everything? And then Elon re replied with you have spoken the actual truth. And so oh. all these advertisers fucking left. Oh. And um, yeah, you can't then the, do that. Then the guy at the conference is like asking him, like, well, you know, what are you going to do about this? Like, you're going to change a business model, go away from advertising. And then Elon Musk said, oh, these people are blackmailing me. I was like, that's not how advertising works. <laughs> like, yeah. you said something fucked up. And then they were like, I don't want to advertise here anymore. <laughs> I, I haven't seen the clip, but I can just imagine him on a stage trying to say fuck off with any sort of conviction yeah he says <laughs> but i know he can't like, go fuck yourself and then the audience is dead fucking silent you could hear people like nervously coughing like in the audience like you could hear a pin drop in that motherfucker I just laughing. and then he and then he repeated it he was like let me repeat myself go fuck yourself <laughs> And then, like, somebody, like, laughs nervously, and then, like, <laughs> you, you could see it on his face. He was expecting this pop from the crowd, and everybody's dead fucking silent. God. And, he, like, he, 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 God, he looked like shit up there, too, because he wore, like, this bomber jacket and, like, a t-shirt. Like, his hair looks off, and he just, you could tell this is a dude who has not slept in a few days. Like, this guy, he looked a little bit disheveled, and, uh... Uh, and then, uh, you know, the guy, like, after, like, the pop doesn't happen, and it's, like, really awkward, the interviewer's like, all right, well, like, well, what, what are we going to, what are you, what is your plan to do that? And he was just like, G-F-Y. And it, it was like, it was a total fucking train wreck. Jesus like, I think it was Christ. on CNBC, like, you can watch it on YouTube. And, like, all the Elon simps on Twitter just, like, popping off, like, yeah, you tell him, man, you tell him. I was like, you know, this is how he gets, know? like, 90% of his income on the site, right? And he yeah. just told everybody, like, don't advertise here. Like, he literally said that. Don't advertise. I don't want them to advertise. And I was like, okay. So, uh, you know, Twitter is a publicly traded corporation or 
or at least it was. I don't know if it's still listed or not, but yeah, there's there's people who are investors and shareholders and stockholders that are just heard the uh, owner of the company just said, I'm going to tank it. It's over. <laughs> All yeah, your money is useless now. Well, you don't need the advertising money when you're going to charge your users to actually tweet. Yeah. Yeah. One dollar yeah, to long use before the, he floats the website. Out the idea of like one penny per tweet. <laughs> it literally, isn't it in like New Zealand and the Philippines and like a few other places where it, if you make an account, like a new account now, you have to pay a dollar before you can do anything. Is it is it like a dollar a year or a dollar a month? Or... I think it's a dollar like a dollar a one... month or dollar a one time thing just to sign up. I don't think was it's a one time adver- thing, but I remember was seeing that like, advertises their way to like eliminate bots, kind of like Twitch, how you have to verify your email. Or are they trying to get you to pay a dollar to like? Yeah, show that's your- what he that's what he says it is. But like some of the worst bots on Twitter have the like blue check mark. Like Dude, the Dude, bots are so bad now. I should make a video on my bot experience because it's kind of interesting. I would love to see it. <laughs> um, I love yeah. that we just get a new like double down every month. I'm excited to see where uh, where he takes it next. Uh, anything else happen on Twitter this week? I don't think so. Other I've than kinda... the CEO basically agreeing with anti-Semitism oh. and <laughs> running the company in the ground. There is some there is some NASCAR drama that's been going around on Twitter. Mm. Uh, the guy that opened the Winston oh. Cup Museum. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So apparently, some dude bought a bunch of old like nascar stuff and had a museum i don't know where i think it was in winston-salem and uh and he called it the winston cup museum which is obviously a big no-no because it's not endorsed by winston at all which is still a company right yeah still like a very large corporation uh and they got pissed and they're like hey buddy you gotta close your shit down and then he went on social media and was like oh these guys are bullying me they made me close all my shit down here's an auction come and buy all this shit that we have left and then Winston was like, eh. and then they filed him a big fucking uh, legal thing. And now everyone on Twitter is being like, you didn't do anything wrong. No, apparently there was like a legal injunction. Like he couldn't say anything about it. It was a, a gag order or something. And then um, Stapleton made a video about the Winston Cup Museum. And then he released it. And then the uh, guy in charge of the Winston Cup Museum like p- posted it on Facebook, mm. which was apparently a no-no. So that got him in like legal trouble yeah i'm not uh, potential i, I guess contempt of court charge Ooh, i guess i have a different fifteen thousand views interesting i guess i have a different outlook on this compared to everyone else on nascar twitter but i don't know the guy personally i don't know anything about the museum i'm sure it's like a good cause but don't use someone else's branding in your branding i mean that that should be like a baseline thing yeah, I saw them at North Wilkesboro. They had like a booth and everything. And I remember like walking like by there and they're selling all this merch. And I'm just like, Ugh, how, yeah. how do they have permission to do this? Like, first yeah, off, cigarette companies can't advertise. So there's no way they got permission. And uh, but they still they still own all their copyrights. They just can't use them under U.S. law, which is it, it, tobacco companies are in a weird personal like their own yeah. little box where they can't yeah. do shit. And I remember like seeing all that merch and stuff, and I was like, "That's really cool," but I'm pretty sure you can't fucking sell that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it just like reeked to high heaven of like this guy just did this and he didn't ask for permission. He's just gonna ask for forgiveness later. 
and it's 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 gonna be bad and it does suck because it's like genuinely like a, a cool little thing where he just bought a bunch of old memorabilia and was like you know hey guys come check it out come to my museum uh and now he has to get rid of it and now there's even more <laughs> more of a mess pile on top uh best yeah we should just end it with a cease and desist but yeah that's yeah yeah they didn't have to throw the book at him but uh they did <laughs> And I, I do kind of respect him coming out and being like, hey, these guys are fucking me here. Um, and not that the it's public like, perception of Winston matters that much, but I don't know. He made himself look like the good guy, at least. Yeah, if only uh, uh, drunken Brian France on Twitter had uh, showed the same level of testicular fortitude. Yeah, rest in peace. Slap, you dropped a great video. I really enjoyed your, uh, the way you, you, it wasn't quite like a, a playoffs bad part two video, but more of yeah. like a, these dudes don't know the fuck they're doing. It was pretty spicy. I enjoyed it. Everybody, everybody, everybody like says like, I can't believe you said you made this dude. This is like so ballsy. I was just like, everybody fucking says that... this shit on Twitter every day. Yeah. It was just really well worded. Yeah. Things are a little bit different when you have a platform and eyeballs are on you. So for you to... I, I know that's you true. actually like laid it out fairly in the video, but the, the thumbnail and the title of the video, like that's, I, I told Slap this, it just sent like anxiety and like fear down like my whole entire body. Like, I was like, oh my God, like that, like he's released a couple of videos that like get me excited. But that one, when it came across like my uh, feed when I logged in, I was like shocked. I was like, no way. Dude, when you, when you pull up the stat on like debris cautions getting thrown, as soon as 2004 hit, I did not. I never seen that graph before. That's crazy. Oh, that's uh, I got that from Ellie Productions. He was showing uh, he had for Halloween. He did the Phantom Cautions video, ah. and that was like that was like the thing that kind of like got the ball rolling in my head. And I was just like, God, NASCAR has been fucking this way longer than stage cautions and playoffs and the chase. And then like the moment that, stage uh... cautions come around, like debris cautions magically just go away. I guess the, everybody got really clean out there, you know, stuff stopped <laughs> uh, falling off the cars. All those hot dog wrappers magically went away. I also, I didn't realize that Brian jumped on in 2004 because that was the year that like so much shit changed. Like that was like sort of the, the switch over yeah. into, you know, uh, double file restarts and not, not racing back to the line and, and debris cautions. Anyway, good watch. Check it out. It's on Slab's channel. Uh, all right. Uh, media check in with whoever the hell we have left here. I guess, I guess we should talk about the uh, the Moon Car Twenty Four that we mm -hmm. ran this year. Where do we uh, start? So, it's what the <laughs> third year or the fourth year of that event taking place, and it's, and we've always like talked about each year we get up to the race, and Travis is like, hey, I got a spot if you guys want to like come in and like race. We're like. Eh, I don't know. And this year we finally did it uh, with me, Ben, Blake, Rusty, Cody, and Caleb. Uh, and essentially it's 24 hours. Uh, you drive Miata's around Martinsville. Uh, Travis raised over $9,000 for charity, which is awesome. Um, and he had 58 cars in the event at Martinsville for 24 hours, <laughs> which as you can imagine gets pretty busy. Uh, and the first and, lap was clean, and then they uh, wadded him up and turned four on the second lap. And and it was just like constant track blockers from then on. Um, and we were spoiled. We shouldn't have done this. We put Blake in the car first, <laughs> and he drove his ass off because he's fucking Blake. 
And he got all the way up to like eight and like he was in second for like a very brief amount of time. Uh, but then he got out of the car in like third. Um, and then I think Ben got in and we fell back some spots. We fell to like 10th uh, just from like just from getting involved in wrecks and shit. Uh, and then I got in the car, lost us another like 10 spots. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Jesus Christ. And then Caleb got in the car. And he was, like, getting ready to get in the car, and he's like, oh, dude, should I do some practice? I'm like, yeah, dude, do some practice. And I see Caleb Hoffman connected at the top of my screen. I'm like, dude, you can't join the race <laughs> session to do practice. He's like, oh, okay, my bad. And Rusty's like, nah, DT told us we can't do practice. And I was like, I was, I'm driving the car at this point. I'm like, what? I, <laughs> I never said that. And Rusty's like, nah, it'll be more fun if you don't practice. And then Caleb I got in the car you. and proceeded to have the worst 20 laps, I think, in racing history. Uh, flipped at least once, destroyed the field at least four times, got two speeding penalties in a car with that has a pit limiter. Uh, it was bad. And uh, yeah. we felt down. I was highly entertained. I thought it was great. When when he back, when he wrapped in like <laughs> I'm glad you three, three or four, and uh, we're like, all right, put like put the brakes on, get on the brakes, get on the brakes, lock it down. Yeah, because so he, he, he spun it out. He's sitting like halfway up the track. And he locks it down. I'm like, okay, back it up. Like, get out of the groove, and then you can drive away. And he hits the gas and drives right down in front of the pack and gets destroyed. And he's like, oh, I thought it was in reverse. Yeah, he did the classic move. Like, you could physically see him, like, looking over his shoulder, but the car was in drive, and he just, like, just goes straight <laughs> right into the field. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Cody got in the car and had the worst time of his life. Like... I wish Cody uh, was here to defend himself because it it, it went uh, down. He's gonna get fast. pissed that we're gonna say this without him here, but I want him to know that we're this sorry, is exactly Cody part two. <laughs> this is exactly what I would say if he was here. Mm-hmm. But Jesus Christ, it was like he would avoid a wreck and he'd get pissed because some guy didn't hold his brakes, and then he'd get packed into a wreck and he'd get pissed, and then he'd avoid one and it was still bad. It's like everything, and he was just like, just fuck, fucking guys don't hold their fucking brakes. It's like basic <laughs> racing. Uh, and just uh, eventually led to him just drive. <laughs> it's basically that he rage quitted the car. At one point, he was like, "I'm just gonna, just gonna drive across the track and try to involve as many people as possible because that's what everyone else does." And I'd be like, "No, Cody." <laughs> uh, so I ended up covering for like him and Caleb throughout the night. Yeah. This was uh, like four in the morning too, like in, in a very important time. He did get back in at like five or six and put in like one like good stint and then he was like finally at peace after <laughs> uh, a rough night uh then he went to sleep and then uh ben and blake brought it through the morning and then rusty got in the car for a little bit after having done a lot of practice <laughs> learning from caleb's mistakes and i think you did all right it was fun it was honestly probably the most fun i've ever had in the service because you're just kind of cruising along minding your own business and then out of nowhere cars are like just flip it in the air. People are piling it. And uh, my, my favorite meta about the uh, the race was not only just like the big wreck that would break out in front of you, but the bigger, like, <laughs> we called it the aftershock, where there yeah, was a so bigger, big one after the initial one. Where every the every time there's a wreck that would block the track, everyone would like slow down and like try and file through and get through the wreck. But then you'd have cars like two, three wide, like in a pack of 20. <laughs> And they all get in the next corner and someone doesn't know where to go and then they wreck again. So every time you get like a track blocker and then there's an aftershock, like you get through it and then they wreck again. 
Or you'd have Blake, the uh, Blake had the meta though. He was just like when you see a big wreck happen, you just keep your foot in it. You just moving, drive straight yeah. through that bitch. He was he was so good at avoiding those. He he went from like fiftieth to second in like fifty laps. We 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 started the race 29th, and by the time we got into the car, we were in third, which is incredibly hard to do. I would after getting wrecked the amount of times that we did. Um, but you get these these wrecks that would start like off of turn two and people would just keep piling in and like the people that have initially got wrecked could eventually leave but more guys were just piling in and the wreck would just slowly move down the back straightaway <laughs> into like three and four so you'd avoid the same wreck twice but it's completely different group of cars in the second time versus the first time because all those guys had already gotten going thing again. Is, like the pile <laughs> like you think of it like at talladega like it's a big pile up and it just kind of like sits there yeah like you like you said it just kind of like moves down the track and it's just like it's like a a, a ship of theseus uh, that's exactly what i was gonna just, say it's theseus's yeah, like ship each car is different in and out but it's the same just, wreck <laughs> it's, it's the same wreck but it's all new dudes in a new place that's hilarious i was literally about to mention the theseus ship the part that made it so tough as a driver uh that you had to wait in your mind like you could you could drive in and, and you obviously your in instinct is to slow down, kind of come to a complete stop and just avoid the wreck. But we figured out that the nose on the car is basically indestructible. So you could it's, just kind of go in there. Solid. And, yeah. yeah, you could smoke someone. But if you get like even like a little kiss from behind, you're getting towed and like you're sitting there, like your race is over essentially. So I think people realize it's like what we said about like it's better just to kind of go in there full throttle yeah. and kind of escalate the situation than take it easy. Yeah, and I know you're just gonna get packed into things. it. Yeah, there were there were some absolute animals though. Like we finished 29th, like 100 and, or 200 and some laps down. There were guys who were like over a thousand laps down. Yeah, once you got to like 54th, I think guys were like 3,000 laps down. <laughs> there there were some guys that were just they would just get out there, pile into a wreck, or just self spin in front of the field, get wrecked, <laughs> take the faster pair, and just do it all over again for 24 goddamn hours. And it was just plus. There was the same like group of, of four or five bastards <laughs> you just see every once in a yeah. while wrecking. Yeah, One it, of which. It, 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 it was always there was, the same animals. There was one car that had twelve dudes in it. Like I think, <laughs> I think the team leader or whatever just put it out in the Discord and was just like, "Hey, anyone who wants to join, like you can join my team." So they just had so many dudes. <laughs> and uh, the worst part is, like, some of them were like genuinely clean drivers, but the first few dudes were complete animals. So <laughs> no one respected that car at all for the rest of the race. So there are guys like jumping in doing their first endurance race. Okay, like, yeah, I'm going to take it easy. And then they just get wrecked because <laughs> their car took someone else out hours ago. It was a good not time. To, not to slob on Blake's knob too much, but he did have one major <laughs> fuck up down there. It's like the, the second to last hour got wrecked and got a toe. And then uh, he turned fast repair off. And then they started. I heard repair. about this. And then I he was, was going to have to sit there for like eight, nine minutes, and we dropped <sighs> from 26th to 29th. Yeah, it's a mistake you know, you can't make <laughs> on checking the up, fast repair. He made it up pretty quick, though, by taking out his brother and uh, getting a good beef. <laughs> he uh, did destroy his brother and then talk shit on the broadcast. I would it say really, he successfully it really defended sucked when, uh, everyone, he got uh, wrecked out and he messed up the fast repair thing because he was in 26 and uh, 25th place was on the same lap. So he could have yeah. gotten twenty fifth, and uh, yeah, just had a little, a little brain fart, and 
The worst part is, like, you spend hours just turning laps, getting, like, one or two spots, <laughs> and then one dude makes a big mistake, and you're just, like, it's over. Like, you, you just lost eight laps at least. Uh, like, just getting to 25th from, from 30th after K Caleb got out of the dude, car. the speeding penalties were, like, atrocious. Rusty got like, two speeding penalties, dude. There's a bit limiter. Me? <laughs> yeah. Caleb. You. Caleb. Caleb got two. I didn't two. speed. I didn't, you didn't speed. You sped. You sped at least once. Uh, maybe once. I don't remember. Did you, maybe I think of Cody. Cody sped twice. I'm pretty sure you sped once, Rusty. All right. Okay. We'll take a look. Okay. Uh, but I want to run a team next year that competes against your team, so I can uh, make it difficult for you to get around the racetrack. And I, it would be kind of funny if we made like a shrimp A and a shrimp B, like just put you and Caleb and Cody yeah. in the car together. And then they have like, uh, like, like me, Ben, and and uh, Blake did most of the laps, and <laughs> Cody, Rusty, and Caleb did most of the damage. <laughs> I mean that. I'm sorry, Cody. Cody's Cody's gonna be pissed, but I'm sorry. It's your fault for saying you were gonna be on the podcast and falling asleep again. These things happen. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. Anyway, I'm excited for next year. I, I, Okay, you guys tell me this. If it if it would take me like a day to do it, would it be worth making a shirt to commemorate our horrible performance? Like a shirt with our car just like flipping on it. Would anyone buy that? And the uh the shrimp pub No, probably uh, not, right? Logo, like rider truck logo with it. Yeah. It just says I, I have like a good idea place. for it. But I don't know if it's worth the time because I think maybe like two people will buy it. Um Maybe I should. It'll be like a fucking Lionel diecast. I'll make it, and if ten people don't fucking pay money first, then I'm just gonna be like, no, you don't get the diecast. Damn. Um, yeah, it's kind of yeah. If you make something, I'll buy it. But yeah, don't expect. <laughs> yeah. The viewers, you know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm already thankful enough for the people that did the did buy stuff. Plus, we're. Almost halfway through season two of this shitty podcast, I gotta start thinking about her. Mm. I'm like a season two like poster and shit. Whenever we get there, oh, I know it's early. Um, all right. Uh, with that, I want to do some drip or drown this week. Uh, I got because... one. I got one thing to say on the media check-in real quick. Well, I was thinking we might do that after. I realized I didn't make an outline, and I want to do some drip. I thought or drown that was the okay. media check-in with the uh, 24 hours. Not really. Okay. It could be well. if you want, though. But I just want to show off some of these paint schemes since, like, there's a few stuff that a few things that were announced this week uh, that I want to talk about, and and I haven't talked about any uh, any of the cars that were already announced beforehand. So I, I just got like you know six or seven cars to show y'all tonight uh, on the old dripper drown. It's been a while. Uh, oh, also, I do want to do the the drippies. I think I'll do that next week, and I'll ask you guys to like submit your your uh, your nominations. Uh, Chris Buescher has a new fast and all paint scheme, uh, which is decidedly worse than last year's. Uh, Hold on, it looks like it's melting in the middle. Yeah, they put like a gradient over the friggin' stripes. I don't know why. Uh, and I, they ran it at um, in the Phoenix test. It looks pretty good in person, but they did. They got excited with putting the little fast and all logos over the headlights, and they put another one in the middle. So the hood says fasten all uh, at least uh, four times on it. Based. 
I just think overall the car is not that good. <laughs> like it's just plain blue. I don't know what happened. They had they had like uh, one of the best fastenal cars of all time last season. I kind of like the Hex new one. Thing. It's just blue. I yeah. like blue. It's my favorite color. But this thing was it had the freaking like little hex things and a little there's like the stuff behind it too. You see these little striped gradient things. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just it's just it's just a fastenal car. Nothing cool about it. I felt like they dropped last year's and it was like, yeah, they're back. And then this year's is just a plain blue car. Even worse is Brad is running the bodyguard variant, which is just like a kind of weird orange. Uh, and the hood says fastenal bodyguard, fastenal, 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 which is interesting. Um, Big all fan. All the Fords have been putting this like Ford Performance logo across what? the like top of the fender thing it's on the penske ones as well i don't i i'm hoping that's just a preseason thing it's hard to see from this angle there it is on that side that has to be official uh so yeah i think it's going to be a thing since they have this these big like almost shark fin like fenders now it's not bad like i don't know i don't mind it is that crazy it's not like you can see it from the side anyway yeah. i don't mind it All they're right. cheating I just um, think, yeah, with the uh, the design there, are they cheesing like William Byron did at Phoenix? Is that what the point of the black nose and tail that, is? So there is a lot of black nose and tail, but, like, they're not doing it to every car. Like, they still have the submarine stuff. I don't know. Oh, okay, uh, good point, good point, good point. I don't know. Uh, speaking of Hendrick, Chase Elliott has a new paint scheme. Uh, it's It's blue. It has some white stripes on it. And it's not very good. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, that might be my least favorite design of all time. <laughs> they, uh, they, I remember Lionel did like the preview where they like pulled the tarp over this corner and people could already tell it was going to be bad. <laughs> For some reason, they don't let any of the yellow in the design touch the blue. They put like this white around. It's just, it's just bad. I'm getting man. like big lake speed spam car vibes. No, don't oh. give it that much justice. That had like sick yellow numbers and the yellow spot and the rest of it was It cool. does need yellow numbers all the way around. It needs yellow everywhere. Why are these white? I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it at all. Um, Alex Bowman has a new paint scheme. So uh, they got Sean Bull to design this car. Uh, and those who are in the F1 space know about him because um, he does the Alpine designs, but also like... 10 years ago this guy was just putting tons of concepts on like twitter and instagram and stuff uh and just got a bunch of traction that way and he kind of like won his way into the f1 industry Dude. just by putting out a shit ton of concepts and they were good um and this i actually kind of like it uh, a lot of people were hating on it it's it's kind of just like a camo 48 yeah. thing but i think it's one of those things that'll pop from a distance which his current car doesn't do Yep. Um, and like up close, there's a lot of really cool details. Like you, they even have the old like there's the A with the like old reflection thing in there, and there's just half tones for days. You spent a lot of time on this. Yeah. But I think it's really cool. There's something like almost classic about it, where if you look at it from afar, it's just a purple car with some white logos on it, and it's really legible. And it might be the best Alex Bowman primary yet. I tend to agree with you. I think it looks like an ass. 
All right. <laughs> I mean, that's honestly fair. It is kind of weird, but I think it's cool. Uh, uh, Anthony Alfredo is going back to our motorsports in a newly numbered five car. Um, well, that's BJ McLeod's car. Yeah, well, BJ McLeod is going down to just one car, I think. And Alfredo was in the hour car two years ago, and then BJ's car last year. So he just keeps making lateral moves at the bottom of the Xfinity field, which is kind of sad. But this is full time, though, right? Yeah, it was full time last year too, and yeah, the year before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it looks cool. Well, I, don't I know. mean, yeah, I, didn't, I don't know anything about the five car, so that's cool. That's full time. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Our motorsports is like. It's like bottom midfield, I feel like. It's hard to tell. We'll see how he how he does this season. I, I wish him the best, and I think his car looks cool. Uh Sammy Smith is gonna be in the junior motorsports number eight. Uh and he's got the pilot flying J colors again. But Blackbeard did the design, which is rare, I guess, for a junior motorsports car, because uh Ryan really? Williams usually does that. But really? Blackbeard works with Pilot Flying J and Sammy Smith. Like he's done all of his like late models with them, and and he works with Sammy Smith a lot. And you can tell this is a fucking Blackbeard design. Like, yeah, right there. Just the yeah, dead okay. giveaway. But he also loves leaning the numbers forward on every car he does. And there were a lot of people on Twitter complaining that over the last few years, the Junior Motorsports number eight had like a backwards leaning number, which like as Dale Junior. Like, come on, you got to lean it forward. Um. So I'm kind of surprised uh, that they they sort of let Blackbeard lean the numbers forward and that he's just going to run it like this. Um, I don't know if they're going to do this with the oh, rest of the paint schemes. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's damn cool. It looks like a like a junior 88 kind of, you know? Um, but yeah, last year he did this with Sammy Smith in the 18, but like all the other paint schemes that he didn't do, they just leaned the number like to the back and then... Blackbeard's ones, he he leaned them forward. So I'm curious to see if they'll, if this is just like for the Flying J thing, or if it's going to be the new meta. All right, Can last I just thing. Say that that uh, car, that paint scheme, that would make a sick McDonald's scheme too. It is making me hungry. Yeah. I'll be honest. I like Dude, I looked it, at this. It looks and like I just... a hamburger on the back. Like look at that top. It looks like a top bun right there. <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah, and all um, over the uh, the rear tire also looks like at the top of a hamburger bun. A little yeah, bit. this especially is getting big McDonald's vibes. Might have to have to run one of those. That'd be kind of sick, actually. Uh, lastly, Thad Moffat is back. Uh, if y'all remember him <laughs> driving the forty six for some random I'll just say this dude showed team. up to Greenville Pig and Speedway with a big, big boy hauler. I'm talking like NASCAR hauler, and he had like his late model and his backup late model in there. Like that was the biggest freaking hauler at the track. It was 2017, 2018, and uh. He would run like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bad I'm telling he you, just... we'd, have, we'd have like 15 cars out there, and he'd show up in that massive hauler that cost more than my house, and he'd run like eighth. I feel like he's just like been around for a while, and he hasn't—he hasn't actually been around for that long. But he just like—I just remember him running at the back of Arca for years in that 46 car. I think he might have like flopped his way into a win or something. I don't know much about him, but shout out to Thad Moffat. Not related to Brett, but he is related to Richard Petty, which I think is really funny. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of which, Daniel Dye in that 43 truck. I don't have a picture of it, but you know how he drove the 43 for GMS last season and GMS died? Uh, that that truck got taken over by uh, 
by uh, Bill McAnally Racing, and he's keeping the 43. And I think this is like the third team that Daniel Dye has run the Petty 43 on, <laughs> despite none of them being for like an actual Petty team. It's kind of interesting. I don't know what his like obsession is with it, but I'm amazed that he's been able to drag it with him this far, and I'm kind of impressed because not a lot of drivers get to like keep a number or keep a number font through like three he's, different he's, levels. He's, of he's the chosen one, as the prophecy foretold. <laughs> yeah, he's just always liked it, and somehow it's worked out in his in his favor. So, dude, if, if, he's, if, he's I, if for I was that a kid seat. and I was like making my way up the ladder, I would have that Mark Martin like uh, mm. spiral number six from like nineteen ninety eight, the Valvoline one. Yeah, yeah, with little ragged edges on it. I'd take that thing with me to the fucking grave. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'd have I'd have I'd have my little rascal scooter in my uh, retirement home with that decalic on the side of it. Yeah, there's not a lot of people that can carry a number font from team to team, uh, so I, I I respect it. He must be putting in work to uh, to drag that thing around. Uh, all right, that's your dripper drown. So we'll go on to the actual media check in. Uh, we're still cracked out on Lethal Company, for those wondering at home. Um, yeah. We have gone, I think, one night without playing the game, which we haven't done in a while. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's good. Um, but they put out a little update for that game. They added, like, a few things, and, and uh, they made the, the ice cream truck play a little Christmas theme, and it has little Christmas lights on it, which I think is kind of cute. Um, did we, have you guys did we talk seen about... the mask yet? No. I'm trying to like not go too deep into it until I like get to experience the like stuff all, all myself. All the new enemies are like on like super hard difficulty. Oh and all god! That. We did start going into like the really hard planets, which we'd never done before. Like I think at last week we thought we were sick because we were like getting through like the sixth quota, but we started going to the hard planets and we realized we ain't shit. <laughs> there's like a whole <laughs> ass like there's these mansion levels where the inside's like a big dark haunted mansion and it's just like a totally different feel to like the space station metal stuff and it's like all the spaces are way more open but the light doesn't travel that far so there's just dark corners and dudes just come out of nowhere and like there's just tons of the really hard enemies like the the girl and the the jack in the box and it's a good time uh we did we did uh figure out where the save files are. So we have some saves where we can just like jump into the hard levels immediately and have some fun with it. Instead of playing uh, through the I first had, few hours of the game every time. I had a dream last night about Lethal Company. This game has like absolutely fucked oh, no. up my mind. Like I thought you're some been some nights where I just couldn't go to sleep. I was just like getting jump scared. And like I had like <laughs> my first Lethal Company nightmare last night. <laughs> Where we're just on just like one of the uh, regular space station levels and we're just like moving stuff outside. Yeah. And I go outside the main door back out into like the world. And then there's just. It was the worst fucking lethal company dream you could have because my mind invented a new monster. Oh, and no. it was just sitting outside. It was the chimera. It was all of them combined <laughs> with like the mask was all <laughs> distorted and the things just sitting there like this, like hunched over, like just like looking at me, but it's not moving. And I of course did the one thing in Lethal Company you're not supposed to do immediately turn around, turn around back yep. for the door. And I immediately got my <laughs> neck snapped and I fucking woke up flopped like a fish and I'm and then I, I like, look at my phone. It's like five AM. I was like 
well, I got one more hour of sleep or I could take a shower. It's like, I'm not going back to sleep after that. I'm just going <laughs> to go ahead and take a shower. <laughs> I, oh, man, I should have written this stuff down because it's there's definitely like ideas and tropes from the game that have made it in my dreams, but I haven't had anything that like vivid like that where I'm just in the game. But I've also like... I've gotten over my fear of the boogeyman just by yelling at him whenever I see him and he tends to back off and be a little shy weirdo. The diddler. Yeah. Uh, I did see Cody sent me a message and I'm once again leaking this only because he isn't here. But he told me uh, <laughs> after we all, uh, like we played it for a few hours after the the uh, the moon car 24, but then we're all tired. So we went to bed and he said that he jumped on the game by himself uh, and he was like, in the the very first level just like alone <laughs> moving stuff and he said he uh just got so scared like two minutes in that he just all f forward and went to bed because <laughs> i'm assuming he got like the fucking uh boogeyman chasing him or something dude i don't know how people play that game alone <laughs> like, like it's scary enough with like other people like and you're laughing and you're having a good time but it's still like fucking scary at times like i can't and imagine like being in a dark room in your house yeah. alone playing that game alone well cody and i and had a run you try to like, just, go to uh... sleep and you're like you're hearing every fucking creak the, the <laughs> fucking ac turns on you're like <laughs> there was there was one moment that felt like a little bit crazy after we played until like 5 a.m and you know i'd been on all these the dark mansion and these space stations and I just like got up and I went to get a glass of water. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of dark in here, isn't it? <laughs> I just realized the whole house, all the lights were off. And I was like, it felt like the game for a second. I just snap out of it. Uh, Cody and I did have a run where we got just the two of us on. And like we just made a new save and went straight from the start. And performed about <laughs> the same as we did when we had like five dudes. Just because no one was like going out there and dying and losing their lights and their walkies and stuff. Um, but Rusty was saying it looked like, like way scarier, but also way yeah, yeah. more fun when you're not, there's not just a billion dudes yelling at you the whole time. <laughs> yeah. When you don't have somebody navigating you through like the, uh, the maze and you're just kind of on your own split up. It's way more immersive in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say I, some of these people are like who post their gameplay footage on uh, YouTube. These people are like unhinged. Like these people are just like they play mean? without walkie talkies. They give one guy a flashlight. You know, <laughs> they're piling all their stuff in, next to the door on the inside, so the bugs yeah, where the dude steals it. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, the bargain bugs come in and they just like take all your shit and like run back to. We their learned. There's a clip of us early on, I think like our second or third day playing the game where we come, we like counted our stuff and we're like, okay, we got to get some more items. We go in, we come back out and there's less stuff and we're like, dude, this guy jacked our shit. And that's when we learned you put it outside because yeah. these bastards are going to come up and steal your things. The, uh, all the, like the monsters are really like, they're just well designed, man. It's just such a good game. Like the little grabby bastards that come and steal your shit. The spider that like sets up traps for you. The boogeyman who just like like hides around the corner from you until you're alone and then he diddles you. The freaking <laughs> spring dudes only move when you don't look at them, but then they move like insanely fast. I I don't know. We were praising this game every damn week, but it's it's really good. Uh oh, speaking of praising games, the game awards, I guess, was last week. Uh, that's a decent media check-in. All of racing Twitter's pissed because Forza Motorsport got, like, the racing slash sports game of the year. 
um, but also was going up against just trash. <laughs> I put out a tweet about this, but I really think they just shouldn't have given out an award this year for the best racing or sports game because there were no original ideas. There was not a single like like AAA game or like you know mainstream video game in the racing or sports genre that had any original ideas in it. And I mean that. Like, genuinely. It was sad. Um, and then I saw a bunch of people posting Spider-Man cutscenes because they're pissed that Baldur's Gate 3 was a better game. Uh, which is just typical. It, it harkens back to the, the console wars days of the internet when everyone's pissed at each other for just being different. Um, but that's all I've got on the media check-in side. Uh, Caleb every week tells me that he wants to talk about Scott Pilgrim on the podcast, and then every week doesn't show up. So uh, oh, I guess we're not doing that. It's, it's yeah. been about a month at this point. Uh, oh, I did watch the like the four-hour H Bomber guy video uh, oh, yeah. about plagiarism, <laughs> just like over the course of the week. I would just have that up on my other monitor and just play it when I was doing stuff. Uh, never heard of that guy before, but. Very compelling video. Did not expect to watch four yeah. hours of that shit. Dude, you need to watch uh, Roblox. Uh, oof. I have also watched that entire video. <laughs> dude, dude the, the way that starts off and then the head fake has got to be the best head fake in all of YouTube. And I'm he just starts, like, talk, uh, he starts talking about Tommy Tallarico. <laughs> yeah. On him and for just an keeps hour. digging up. Like, it just gets like crazier and crazier as you go like <laughs> layers deep into this guy's just illness <laughs> dude lies about fucking everything it was like oh yeah i was on cribs once and he shows and all this like footage of him on cribs and then like and then he's bomber like, guy like looks not it up cribs. <laughs> it's not cribs he had a film crew follow him around and pretend it was cribs and post it on youtube like it was cribs or something my favorite part is when he like he goes through each lie and it's like every time someone compliments tommy tallarico his like lie gets like enhanced a little bit you know like each time he works on like 70 more games and he gets like two more guinness world records every time you ask him <laughs> i'm i'm currently like halfway through his uh his vaccines video which has also been really good yeah that came fan. out in like peak covid too so the timing on that was like absolutely yeah i realized that perfect. It, he dropped it like mid 2021 when it was like like that's when they were just finishing like making those yeah and uh i didn't know all that much about like the the sort of early anti-vax movement and how it started in britain with that one bastard and the media just played into it interesting very interesting stuff getting rusty triggered down there let's move on to something else <laughs> i've been trying to get a reaction out of him for a couple minutes here <laughs> I, I, I know what it's a setup <laughs> all right <laughs> Do you think anyone's gonna show up on this podcast? We could we could get some troglodyte to just pop their head in real quick. Big troglodyte fan. Cause we've had we've had ones where we show up with three of us and then like someone jumps in like halfway through and then we finish it off. I don't think we've ever had a podcast go start to finish with just like a three pack. It's gonna be the biggest our heads have ever been on the thumbnail. I'm excited. Mm. You have to shrink everyone down to fit like six dudes in it. Uh, um, anyway, I don't want I don't want to ruin Animal Planet, but I'm going to ruin it by going a couple steps backwards. I have to mention this. Sorry, um, I do it all the time. If we're, if we're <laughs> dabbling into a uh, misinformation, oh, uh, no. I, I, okay. I made a, a return to YouTube. 
<laughs> yeah. And I, d I decided to discuss something I know nothing about. Like, admittedly, I knew nothing about it, but I just wanted to hit record, get the video up there for a million different reasons. I Is won't this go the UFO list. one? Yes, yes. So without ru ruining the bit, uh, I made the mistake of talking about UFOs. And so once you upload something or start talk talking about something, you have a little bit of, like, accountability around that. And I now feel the weight of my decision of uploading that video because I've stumbled into the drama around this topic and long story short negative the, comments no 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 i've went down the rabbit hole and oh. there's bounties oh, no. there's government like store like like involvement there's a lot of drama that i did not want to get into around this one but i've unfortunately uh did, like just tap my toe into it and it's way too much and i apologize i uh never should have made it public but here we are and that's my uh that, that, that's me on YouTube in my first week. Sure. Yeah, I, I admittedly didn't watch that video. I saw the very start oh. and I saw the very end. Oh. The very end was good. Um, but I had already seen, a, a, I think, a corridor debunk of that exact clip. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, Animal Planet, uh, we're supposed to talk about animals. Uh, Slap, do we have any uh, any new helpers this week? What's the situation down there? Uh, not a new helper, an oldie, uh -oh. but a good. Oh no, he's salmon back. guy. <laughs> he's back. Oh, he's God. back. Not with me, but with somebody else. Okay. I get a text like midday on Thursday, and it's just like, what was the name of that helper I wasn't supposed to uh, use? Because of course, I I told everybody about raw yeah. salmon butter sandwich. Of course. <laughs> And uh, I told him his name, and he's like, "Yeah, he's my helper today." I was like, "I told him he was unsafe. He was jumping off of cars while they're still moving all this other shit." Well, apparently, he slipped through the cracks. He's back on there. He's like, "Man, that guy's weird, bro." I was like, "Did he eat the raw salmon?" He's like, "No, he didn't bring a lunch today." But uh, he tells him like, "Oh, go to this house like over here across the street, and I'll go run this other one off." And uh, they Sorry, they. They both like make their deliveries and peel off. He comes back to the truck. Dude's just not there. He's gone. He's like looking around. Distracted for him, like, by a dog or what? No, he, he went down the street to the construction site to go bum a cigarette off of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he was given the most simple instruction. Drop this thing off at the door and come back in the truck. And he got distracted. <laughs> I was like, man, I really got to have a cigarette. And then here's the other thing. Wouldn't get in the truck. He was just like sitting outside and just like taking his drag. And then he's just like, yeah, yeah, I got to finish this, man. I I, I, I got to calm down a little bit. And, you know, dude's like, we got to go. You just smoke in the truck. Like, come on, let's go. He's like, no, nah, I just got to finish this real quick, man. It'll be all right. And then it, it, he just has no sense of sense like urgency. Of urgency. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just. He just goes at his own pace all day and then started barking at dogs, said he could talk <laughs> to dogs. Like, he's yep. just like every dog he saw, he would just like just randomly like start barking at him and it would like scare the driver. He's just like, dude, I just started like going, rawr, 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 and I just thought he was having like a mental breakdown or something. Jesus Christ. So he looks him up, he looks up his real name, tries to like figure out, is this dude ever been like arrested for anything? <laughs> Uh -oh. And it it was a rap sheet. <laughs> oh no! Heroin possession, three oh. DUIs, suspended license, Jesus resisting Christ. arrest, 
somehow still got a job with UPS as a helper. Oh my god. <laughs> How he is uh, not behind bars, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he turned his life around at some point. I don't know. It sounds like there's some drug-related brain damage going on. Yeah, maybe he was uh, trying to get that uh, salvia back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the, the raw salmon doesn't help either. God dude, damn. I remember when salvia like dropped. People were like, oh, this is like legal weed. And I was like, no, nah, dude, that's a psychedelic. That's going to fuck you up. I've seen videos of, of dudes like jumping out of windows after after taking oh, smoking no. some salvia. That thing's it, like, dude, it's one like the people videoing themselves. That's crazy because it's literally like. 20 seconds and they're just on Mars. Uh, I've, I've seen people have their that. like minds melted with that. Start talking yeah. about, start talking about algorithms and equations in the moon and like all this other stuff. Hell and like, yeah. they're just like completely like, just gone. <laughs> There's one good video of two like, like brothers in uh, somewhere in the Midwest, like in the cold smoking on the porch and just losing their minds. And the dad comes out. He's like, Oh my God. And the mom's freaking out. <laughs> These dudes are just like not on planet earth. That shit's crazy. Don't do drugs, kids. Well, uh, all right. When it's winter in the Midwest, you, you gotta do something. <laughs> you ain't got much to yeah. do. <laughs> just drink alcohol like a normal person. <laughs> Is that a zero zero? No, that's a regular Heine. All right. Um, I don't. I guess we don't have any other animal planet, do we? No one's been anywhere. Oh, uh, just people not using sidewalks still pisses me off. God, uh, dude, <laughs> that, that multiple times a day there were like elderly people like out there getting their steps in, which good for them, great, honestly, great. You got your, you know, dude has his cane out. Hell yeah! None of them were using the sidewalk. It's like literally right there, and they're just like. In the road, back to traffic. One woman with a walker, just like <laughs> going down the road, oh. and the sidewalk is right there. And I've, of course, when I roll up on her, like she's like going past this house, and of course, I have a delivery for that house. So I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm just like kind of coming like behind, inching her, like, behind her, waiting for yeah. her to like pass the house. Yeah, there, I would. I I stopped short so i would have to walk a longer distance but you know i kind of got like a, a truck length and a half away from her and uh she was just kind of like looking back and just looking back like am i gonna get run over and i'm I just yeah. wanted to say to her i was just like lady there's a perfectly good sidewalk right there that would like <laughs> i know you're not as mobile as you used to be but the last place <laughs> you need to be is in the road with your back to traffic god yeah. damn it that's like the worst. you put yourself in the worst possible position yeah, one of the first things I learned as a as a kid, because uh, I like the the school where I uh, the school where the school bus picked us up to go to like my elementary school. There's like one block where there's no sidewalks, and I was learning you walk on the opposite way, so you're looking at the cars that are coming towards you, so you don't get your ass run over from behind. Uh, but I guess in all her years, this lady had never learned it. Or maybe she forgot it. Oh, and like multiple times last week at a red light, you know how they had those like sensors that are embedded in the ground. You can see them. Like they cut out, they put these wires. Yeah, you in see there. the little square. Yeah, so like it, the light knows there's somebody waiting for the light, and it'll change. Yeah. Multiple times this week, people like stop so short of the line that the sensor didn't even pick them up. God. Mm. And they're sitting there, and we're waiting in traffic for like 
one minute, two minute, three minute, four minute, and the light's still red. And I can see the person like inside going like, what's going on, man? I can't yeah, believe it's like, won't change. I was just yeah. like, and it's it, both times it, it was a, a person who's older than me, like at least in their 40s. I was right. like, dude, you've been driving for the majority of your life and you yeah, don't but like, know that there's a sensor at the red light. They get stuck in time. Like to them, the lights are just on a timer. Like they don't, they don't know that there's yeah. like the new sensor things. I have it all the time. Uh, uh, the sort of my main like bike route. There's a few lights like that, and I'll pull up at the at the red light and uh, oh fucking! I hate cars that are just like so scared of bikes. Like the dude behind me will sit like four car lengths back, and like obviously me on a bike is not enough to like activate the car sensor to change the light. Yeah. And sometimes I have to literally be like, "Come on, like come on, <laughs> just roll up behind me," <laughs> or I'll just like walk forward and just try and get them to sit on the sensor and change the damn oh, light for, for uh, motorcycles. Um, and there's a lot of states. I think most of them, but here in South Carolina, they're allowed to take a left on a red light. What? Because, because the sensors won't pick them up. They're not heavy enough. Mm. So they're allowed to roll up to a red light. And then if it's clear, they're allowed to take a left there. That might be the most insane law for a somewhat <laughs> broken system. That's obnoxious. <laughs> they can turn left on a red. That's crazy. Based. We don't need lights and rules. Just do what you want. <laughs> well, you say that. I, uh... I've, I don't know if I've talked about this in the show before, but I just I keep noticing it every time I go downtown in Toronto, the number of friggin' e-bike delivery dudes, it just skyrockets. Every time I go down there, there's just more and more dudes, and they have, like, it's just insane. Like, you'll just be walking down the sidewalk, and some guy on like what's basically a motorcycle because it's one of those like fat e-bikes just comes flying by, uh, and they'll like. When there's a, a red light and there's like people crossing, they'll pull up to the light and then like use the crosswalk to get across and then use the other one to like make a quick left turn. And you just have to be ready because they'll just weave in and out of dudes all the time. And, and there's so many of them. It's dude, helmet cam chaos. footage from like bicyclists uh, in New York that are like lane splitting and everything gives me a fucking heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like. The only bad part is when drivers are like way too cautious. Cause I mean, I don't, I don't do anything like super sketchy, but if I'm trying, if a car is like, like pulling forward and I'm trying to like slot in behind them or just like squeeze around and then they like see a bike and they like slow down and like try and leave space and like panic. And I'm like, dude, just be predictable. I'll sort it out. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's getting nuts. And like, Speaking of like all this car centered infrastructure, I've been watching the like to go back to media check in a little bit. Sure. I've been watching uh, Not Just Bikes. Oh, the I channel. love Not Just Bikes. He's from he, he has radicalized me. Ontario. He's radicalized me. We need to ban cars, dude. His videos we need are to have so good. CDs. We need to live in the pod. We need to no, eat the plug. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> you have me. You have me for a second there. Have you seen his uh? Is it, is it his million sub video? I forget how many subs he has, but he did a special video where he like he he rented a like Dodge Ram and like went around like suburbia just living like a car centric like he just did like a complete opposite video. It was hilarious. It is incredibly based though that he was like, yeah, this, this like Canadian suburb is hell. I'm raising my kids in the Netherlands and they're all riding bikes everywhere. It's kind of sick. 
dude, it, it's amazing looking at like some random street in the Netherlands. that looks like a fucking utopia. Like everybody's biking around <laughs> everywhere. The fucking train runs on like a grass field where there's just like these hidden rails and everything. Yep. And it just like goes right by and like all the street cars are going. And Dude, and the timing of the lights there is insane. When there's like a red light, it'll like stop the cars, let like one dude cross and then turn the cars back on again. Like everything's so automated and it's so precise. And because it's so precise, the drivers are better. Like here, when a light turns red and there's like five dudes waiting to take a left turn, they're all going to take it. Yeah. They're all just going to run the red because they have... <laughs> that huge buffer zone when all the, the lights are red and intersection everyone knows they can just throw it in there but in the netherlands that is the thing it's... i hate the most as a driver is those people who try to run the red on a left turn signal yeah because but then they... my light turns green i can't go because some jackass yep. in an f-350 decided to fucking run it but he can't make that turn that fast because he's driving a piece of shit tank so he's like blah 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 blah, blah. he comes by and all that like the whole line's waiting. I'm honking my horn. I beep, 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 beep. <laughs> you know, just let, letting them know like you're being an asshole right now. But in the Netherlands, the timing is like razor sharp. So like everyone obeys the signals because if you don't, then you're going to be in the way. And everything's yeah. based on like where the cars actually are and the bikes and the people. And uh, it'll even like, you know, if there's if there's two dudes waiting here and one guy coming across, it'll let these guys go first because that guy will already be clear of that section of the intersection. Like it's so smart and it's made me realize how stupid north american traffic infrastructure <laughs> yeah, is like it's yeah, so yeah, I mean, bad but that requires people to not have main character syndrome and not you know be considerate to others which is yeah, i can make this that, light which is like in america everybody's their own main yeah. character nobody yeah. gives a shit about anybody else <laughs> fuck you i don't have anywhere to be i'm gonna accelerate slow as piss from this red light or now that it's turned green this green light and uh, just if if you don't have anywhere, I don't have anywhere to be. So you don't have anywhere to be either. It's like I'm gonna make you my problem, your problem. Uh, the the thing about the the American car is like you are completely at the mercy of every single other fucking idiot with a driver's license. You need to around. buy a bigger car so that you can look over everyone else, and and then you'll kill them when you hit them instead of the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> and then they approach a roundabout and fucking breaks their brains. <laughs> The thing, the thing that's blown my mind is in, in Paris, where there's a shit ton of cars, and a lot of the Netherlands, where there's like a good amount of cars, there are no stop signs. At all, and stop signs are just like it's it's like clicked in my mind that that's a sign of like bad design, where uh, they'll have like like the the bump crossings and roundabouts and like actual traffic control measures where you don't need a stop sign because you're not gonna hit anyone else. Unless you do something insane, um, but I just I just think like how, dude, many, they, how many stop signs are in an average North American city? Like a billion. Dude, they they changed this intersection. There's a pretty busy intersection on this uh, route. I started in 2019, and it was a through road, but the other way had a stop sign. Oh God! And eventually, they changed it into a roundabout. And like traffic flowed so much better. But when yeah. they first put that thing in, yeah. it broke people's brains. Cause that God. was that was like the fourth or fifth roundabout in Greenville County ever. <laughs> and so like some people were people just turn like, left and go the wrong way. Yeah. And then there were people who were in the like roundabout circle who would stop for me and like motion me through. Like, <laughs> that's not how this works, bro. Yeah. You keep moving. I yield to you. And, it was uh, at least uh was it at least like a one lane roundabout no it was a two lane okay yeah because the twos are when people like 
Like yeah. that yeah. really gets them because they're in the left lane and they're like, well, how do I, how do I like get out of this thing? Or people who are in the right lane who want to go all the way around the circle. We we had one installed uh, like ten minutes from my house, uh, and it caused or like incidents and crashes went up like astronomically. God. And the whole point of putting it in was to clean up the wrecks, but it, yeah, people just couldn't handle it. If you're not stupid, it literally flows so much better, and it's not as insane as those like the British like double triple mini like painted ones. Yeah, uh, where there's not even like a thing to go around. It's just painted, and you have to go like this, this, this to the intersection. But I guess they have crazy spaghetti roads where sometimes six of them will cross each other. Yeah, but I think I, in South Carolina we still we've still never had a fatality at a roundabout, so that's good. I uh, I just happen to like grow up in a in a. I guess there's a good amount around Toronto. Like there's a good amount of uh, roundabouts near me that I just was used to as a kid <laughs> like some oh, bigger ones and some like tiny little guys <laughs> and they're putting in more and more oh that roundabout that i was telling you about that got installed in like 2019 like after it got installed and they like got the concrete laid down and everything and it was like done like a week later on a monday i like i'm doing my route leaving the warehouse going past the intersection to like go on area and <laughs> somebody who had probably been down that road a hundred times but had not seen the roundabout yet because they'd been away for two weeks. You could see they blasted through that Uh-oh. thing. There they jump skid, onto the mini curb. Skid marks up over the curb, <laughs> took out the tree that was in the middle of it. Oh, no. <laughs> Kicked up all the mulch. You could see the ruts that it put through there, and you could tell it was a truck, too. It was just big, heavy-duty tires. God. Just, like, went all the way through there, and then he... Uh, careened all the way through and then onto the sidewalk on the other side. <laughs> he had to be he had to be doing sixty miles an hour when he fucking Big American did that. mentality. It's like I've been out here a million times and it, it had to be dark too because there's no way you could miss it in the yeah. daytime. He's like I've been out here a million times. Like oh what the fuck and just blasted <laughs> it. Probably got some air. Like that one person at the uh, customs in Canada a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, some guy freaking blasted into a customs booth. And of course, the Americans were immediately like, yeah, it came from Canada and it's a terrorist attack. And it's like, no, it's just one dude who was never in Canada who was just a moron. <laughs> just plowed into this booth and blew up his car. He was late to a Kiss concert or something. Jesus. Uh, all right. Uh, enough about traffic infrastructure. Let's open some emails. Send. Mm. We need to have a traffic infrastructure grievance. Be an offshoot of like animal planet. guys. If you have traffic infrastructure questions, comments, or concerns, welcome to fan mail. Send them in. Fan mail. Send them in, guys. Fan mail. Uh, but whether it's traffic infrastructure related or not, send us your questions, comments, concerns, interesting things, uh, stuff that's not stupid. Tripwirespresents at gmail.com. We'll read it on the show. Uh, and we got a good amount of emails this week. Mm. So I appreciate it. We got seven of them. Damn. Good. Uh, well, yeah, which is good because we need to pad up some time because there's only three <laughs> of us here and everyone else is dead. Uh, Harley Payne writes in. He says, hey, shrimps. Just got done with my final exams yesterday. Got a few days off, and then I'm going to Memphis on a school organization trip. 
to teach we're some going kids. to memphis baby we're going to the pyramids baby <laughs> <laughs> to teach some kids financial literacy and some other cool stuff fun december ahead for sure interesting uh, uh rusty some media literacy oh the subject line is also hope you had a good birthday dt <laughs> i appreciate it i did uh and also rusty does need some <laughs> fact literacy uh hey. lessons Sometimes you give advice you know nothing about. and <laughs> <laughs> Appearing offline is not stopping. Uh, Harley Payne says, question for this week. Uh, have you ever had a time in your life when it seemed like you rolled a nat 20 or a nat 1 with your luck? I'd love to hear that story. Take care and stay warm. So one time when you were either like uh, amazingly lucky and you had a string of good things happen or just amazingly unlucky and you had a string of terrible things happen. I don't know if I have any examples for myself, I'll be honest. I don't feel like I was ever particularly lucky or unlucky. There's nothing that like really stands out to me. Never had a sequence of unfortunate how does that thing go? Unfortunate events. Yeah. A series of unfortunate series. events. That's that's what's fucking me. I do have one that maybe people can relate to like i'd never seen like a just like like a cop car in general in like this certain radius of where i used to oh, work no. like five six years ago <laughs> and uh someone decided to just i don't know if my license plate fell off or someone stole it i i used to work at a uh a, a casino i probably just dox myself god any um <laughs> No one cares. Anyways, I have no license plate on the back of my car, and it's only like a 15-minute drive through like the back roads to get home. And uh, what do you know? The one time I just, I'm telling you, in in my five years of going to work and back, yeah, the cop pulls me over, and he was super nice about it. But it was just like, what are the odds? Like the one time, and like the second the truck pulled out, I knew it was over. (laughs) I just couldn't, I just couldn't believe it. Like to this day, I still never see any cops around you. Do you have front ones in Minnesota? Yeah, front and and rear. Oh, okay, yeah. so at least you had the front, and you're like, "Hey, pal, this isn't. I didn't steal this car." <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I did uh, use my own. Speaking of uh, rolling a one with cops, <laughs> uh-uh. I uh, I was like, this is like the first year I was doing driver helper with UPS. This was ten years ago, Damn. and uh, I was like on my way to go visit my driver, and. I was doing probably 2014 above the speed limit. I'm like bobbing and weaving through traffic because I'm already late. And a cop, you know, easily, easily PD pulled me over. And he's, this is Christmas uh, uh, 23rd. This is December 23rd. So it wasn't Christmas Eve just yet. So, uh, yeah, he writes me a citation and all that. And I'm like, all right, uh, Christmas Eve, I had that day off of work and I'm, go to my mom's house and we, we have our little Christmas get together with that side of the family. And then I go to my dad's house and on my way over there, I get bopped again for speeding <laughs> back God to back damn. days. Mm. And, uh, God, I was pissed off about that. Cause I, that was my <laughs> first, this was my first year working at UPS that got all this overtime money. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on top of the world. And then it was all gone by January. Damn. Court dates came up. I showed up in court, and uh, I thought I was going to be fucking slick with uh, the second ticket I got in Malden because I w- I was in court and dude, they're like going like they're it's not just traffic court. I mean, it's fucking everything court. There's like one dude who like 
beat his wife who comes out in a fucking like orange jumpsuit. Damn. He's like, he comes out and like he's g- getting read the riot act and all this stuff. Another dude's getting, uh, has a, uh, disagreement with a cop who says, I found a backpack with this guy and, uh, had all these drugs in it. And he's just like, uh, I want my backpack, bro. <laughs> and so the, he asked for a jury trial. So that gets pushed oh. back. And then uh, the judge stands up and he says, well, that concludes all our business for today. And I'm like, oh, you didn't get to me. And it's like, uh, what's your name? I was like, you know, such and such. And he's just like, he's like flipping through all of his papers. And he's like, you're not on the docket. I was like, does that mean I get to go? He's like, hold on, hold on. So he goes in the <laughs> fucking goes in the back i've been here for two fucking hours already <laughs> finds the docket and i'm just like dude i couldn't get off on a technicality fuck you <laughs> and he, damn he writes me, he's like well yeah uh, mr slap shoes we appreciate you being here uh and and uh putting up with this uh we're gonna you know lower your ticket to uh 88 bucks and i was like all right whatever Typical. it was written up yeah. for like 200 something so yeah yeah that's fair I got to say, you gave dude me anxiety. Me, like, right when the speed limit drops from 50 down yeah, to 40. Yeah, dude. They always do. Such yeah, a, yeah. And he fucking, he fucking got me doing 55 and a 40, so that's 15 miles an hour over, which is technically reckless driving if you don't show up to court or whatever. Yep. I hate the move where you're on the highway and you go up a hill and then at the bottom of the hill, they got the guy camped pointed yeah, up at you. That is like, sniping to get, to get you, yeah. I hate that move. Dude, it's so fucking... Stupid. Fuck the police. I, I am so glad. Yeah, again, based. I'm so glad for uh for ways and other apps where you can just report like fucking cop high notes yeah. and then you'll see like hey, there's some bastard sitting behind this sign being a little weirdo. Oh, dude, I got um when I got my last speeding ticket uh, in uh, 2022 when I went to Talladega. Uh, so this was like nine years after the Christmas Eve incident. So this and I had no speeding tickets in between then. So uh, it's been removed from the record and all that. My driver's license is clean. And uh, as I'm like going through like I-85 in Alabama, there's just like just random cop in the fucking bushes just yeah. waiting for me. And of yeah. course, I'm trying to like get a, get around this fucking uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 18-wheeler. And I'm doing like fucking 90 and a 70. Oh. <laughs> And uh, like as soon as I like come around the corner and I see him and I see yep. the cop in the bush, yep. it's a wrap. I don't even pass him. He's putting on red lights, <laughs> and then my fucking phone GPS says speed trap reported ahead. I was like, it's a little bit fucking late now, isn't it? <laughs> Damn. All right, uh, like, like Apple Maps, it doesn't do me any fucking good when you tell me the speed trap after I've already passed it. Yeah, I've, yeah. At least around here, ways is the best for uh, the like reported dudes. Uh, have next... no benefit to society. Speed yeah. traps or speeding yeah. in general, yeah. like just purposely being bad. I mean, it's no wonder no one likes fucking cops, dude. Uh, anyway, uh, Andrew R sends in another email. He says, "How's it all, y'all? I write this in the aftermath of a mid twenties place in Mooncar twenty four for Team Shrimp Up. It was, it was." upper 20s (laughs) he says this is excellent everyone should be feel proud for bringing the car home everyone except for maybe one driver um we didn't show the car on drip or drown oh 
Oh, was I supposed to drip or drown our own car? I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, there's deep shrimp lore there. I can show it now. Well, I, I want to make it on a shirt, but I want like more than two people to buy it. Otherwise, it literally well, more will than two not be worth my time. might buy it if you fucking showed it. All right, all right, all right. Hold on, let me fucking pull up the images. Um, I appreciate uh the uh, Jesus. What was that sound? Mm. I appreciate the one dude on on Twitter. Oh, who... Rolling Rock. It's been years. The car explosive. Uh, let me pull this up. There's, you know, it's a certain, uh, it's a certain genre of race car. I wanted some sort of Miata that would stand out in the field of sixty Miatas. <laughs> so there's our boy. I kept getting you confused with the guy who won, who has like a yeah. So that's the problem. I, we made this paint scheme, and I was like, oh, cool, Dude, we're, we're gonna be so visible. Like we got the yellow friggin' yellow car, big clear text, and then the cracked out like esports coke driver team that ended up winning the race also ran a plain yellow car with black text on it which was kind of disgusting why so this do you thing spell rusty's name that way what? that's how you spell it hold on let me get it. yeah i had to list all of the uh, all the drivers names and their their state flags <laughs> yeah we got so of course you got me chicken. we got beaster day chicken from the packers r cox from minnesota uh, Caleb went with the Blaney champion flag. It's <laughs> a <his> state flag. <laughs> and, oh, uh, Cody's got the Packers. I didn't even realize. I just thought that was the uh, state flag of Wisconsin. <laughs> well, it basically is for Cody. I figured he cares more about them than the state. Uh, we had to pick a number for our car, too, and I wanted something that no one else would take. And I, you know, I really like Porsches a lot, so I went with number 911. For no um, other reason. Yeah, it's great. No one else took our number. Uh, it was... A little bit ironic when Blake wrecked his brother running the uh, the military car <laughs> from a bunch of guys who were served. Uh, you know, um, I also don't think anyone uh, figured out our license plate, which is good. I'd like to keep it that way. I, I dude, like when you showed me that paint, I immediately knew. That I knew you, you would be the one person off. who immediately knows that. <laughs> Everyone else is like, what like is I, that? Like you were showing me the like the scheme. I was like, oh no, dude, you cannot do that. No, no. And then you showed me the license plate. I was like, no, no, no. We are like ending up on a list. Florida, bro. you know. Florida man. Yeah. I think it looks great, and I would love to put this on a shirt, like preferably with it flipping and and just a mess. I, I want to make a joke now, but I don't think I can make it. I, I think I think the people who know know, and the people who don't don't. And... We'll leave it that way. <laughs> I'll tell you after the podcast. Anyway, to return to Andrew R., uh, he says, I do not think that it's possible to communicate feel through a sim rig, so I think that would be a different experience to driving a race car where the car itself communicates everything. I have been in 24 hours of Lemons races where you do all you can to carry the poor donkey home and it still fails. Blake did do one of those uh, back in the day. Uh, as I'm very much a stupid o'clock specialist from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m., I know what it's like to get in that zone where space and time dissolve into the ether. So my questions are this. One, are those stints at stupid o'clock as magical in a sim rig? And two, do you get that same sense of having to carry the car home at about the 22-hour mark? Thank you. From Andrew R. Um, P.S. Apart from when I went out to play cricket in 44-degree heat on Saturday. Jesus Christ. Uh, as a spectator, this is very much like watching the, the Le Mans 24 hours on television. I sat up through most of the night watching cars go around. Um, having the experience of doing four Daytona 24s was very helpful because, like, 
you get like 20 hours into the race and i like forgot that i was driving the car <laughs> like, i was back in it just turning laps and i was like oh yeah oh yeah i'm driving <laughs> I, I wasn't even like thinking about running my lines to the corners and i can still run like decent ish laps without thinking about it by the end of the day um, imagine like it's when you like head out on the highway like late at night yeah like you know you get up early and it's like yeah. 3 a.m 4 a.m just so you can get there get to your destination a decent time and you're just like cruising you're obeying all the laws and everything but your mind just turns off and then you just like look at the clock you're like where the fuck did 50 minutes go and what yeah and who did i run over what did i <laughs> yeah what happened what, yeah what did i do <laughs> um it is it is pretty cool to just turn a bunch of laps though especially in that race it was it's fun to just get around but you never even have a chance to relax in the moon car race because there's just always <laughs> you never know what you're going to see when you come around one of those corners man um, yeah, it's not but like I, Le Mans where you can kind of like mentally check out you got to be focused like every second of a lap run. it did get better near the end of the race kind of in, in the, the morning in the sim uh when people got better at not plowing into wrecks and all some of the big <laughs> animals had already given up on the race um but it is it is pretty magical and i am a huge fan of running the like ultra late night uh stints which i usually do in the daytona race and i did in the in the little miata i, I just kind of like uh when we got to the to sort of the like early early morning i was just running it until ben and blake woke up because they're on a normal <laughs> clock and then they can get in the car um, but yeah, big fan. I do recommend doing like a a sim endurance race, uh, especially with the with your homies. It's a it's a magical experience. Yeah, do it with dudes that you can have a good time with. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got two more emails. Uh, Nick Man sends another email. He says, "Been a while since I've asked a question about music, uh, but what is your least favorite genre of music?" Personally. There is no genre or subgenre that I hated more in music than the infestation of bro country in the 2010s, a form yeah. of country pop that resulted in absolute garbage like Florida Georgia Line. I believe that this era of country is a big reason why so many hate the genre to this very day, which I don't blame them because it fucking sucked. Uh, though a fact I learned is that the producer who made bro country blow up is the same man who produced all of Nickelback's hit songs, a musical villain if I've ever seen one. On a side note, let it be known that Ross Chastain and Ryan Blaney have won a race more recently than the Detroit Pistons have won a basketball oh, game. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, they're 0-20 right now. Jesus Christ. Whoa, for real? Yeah. yeah. Eddie posted it in the uh, chat. Thanks, Nick. Uh, yeah, yeah country. Bro country is rubbish. Yeah, it's so... It's... And also, if I could add whatever the fuck 100 Gex is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like to an extent i can i can appreciate weird music that's weird just for being weird but when i see people with their friggin spotify raps show up and 100 gex is in their top five i'm just like why why like why do you do you this made it like, weird you made it weird and i'm leaving <laughs> yeah like it's meant to be stupid i understand that but why are you still listening to it <laughs> i don't know that's just me maybe i'm just not based like imagine There's... a world where we all get wiped out and like thousands of years in the future aliens come across it could be our years. planet and our, they come across our planet and the only thing that remains <laughs> is a perfectly functional cd of a 100 gex album and that's the only <laughs> thing that we leave behind 
Yeah. I there's a lot of like weird <laughs> subgenres of music though. Especially like uh there's one there's one video I forget what it's called <laughs> on YouTube where it shows like a hundred like EDM subgenres and there's some weird shit in there. There's some just like just blown out bass. Like it's not even music. Some of them are just noise. Well, all the weirdo billionaires probably have a collection of music like a hundred a hundred gecks. So when the when the <laughs> event does happen, it's probably inevitable that they yeah, that that's in their they're in their bunker. <laughs> who who is that like uh Wall Street bro who was like a pharmaceutical executive that went to jail or oh, something. Scarelli? Yeah, and he bought like the one Wu Tang album yeah, that they made yeah. one copy of and he just like just kept it for himself like an asshole. Damn. I thought the courts took it from him and it's like I haven't heard about that in years. Did, did the courts take it from him? I don't know. I swear this. somebody like took it from him. Um oh my goodness. Oh I <laughs> all right do some research i'll read the the last email uh, i also want to i also wanna just want to say real quick drone sure. metal is ag- actually kind of fucking base drone even it metal is, what is that like it, it's just it, i i don't know how to describe it it's like an ethereal experience okay it it, it is okay. like literally noise but it just it's so much swirling going on there's this uh band called boris from japan and they made an album called uh, Loudspeaker Worship. Okay. And uh, they have this song just called Huge. And it's just this like growing like noise and swirling sound effects. And then just a bass, just a drone, like just as loud as they could get it, just over amplified and everything. Just and it just scared the piss out of me. But I was just like listening to Boris. Like all the time after that, and they're so fucking weird. They have like just random like rock songs, drone metal, stoner metal, sludge metal, death metal. One time, they're just going off in all these fucking different directions, and you know what? They're they're still going, and God bless them. But I would never say that it's like you know high art. They really know what they're talking about. They're just out there like way out on the fucking fringes doing weird shit. Actually, yeah, if I want to talk about genres I hate real quick, some people are going to be pissed, but I really cannot get down with just, like, obnoxious, like, screamo, like, metal, where it's just some dude yelling and some note being played over and over again and just guys being pissed. Like, that just breaks my brain. I'm not a huge yeah, fan of like, angry music. Some of that stuff is just... It, it's so predictable, too. It's just, like, screamo into, like a power uh power chord into you know a breakdown section and it's just like it is like the nickelback of like metal i just fucking hate it like i'll get down with some like corn or something but anything beyond that is is i don't know it's it's not healthy uh all right the last team quick update quick update for the thing album it's super super fast okay the federal court seized all of his assets Are the feds the holding only, it? Well, so they sold it. And the only people worse than a farmer bro purchased it. No. <laughs> I, I can't even believe this is real. 
a group of NFT dudes purchased oh my the God. Album. <laughs> and they, they oh are now in God. possession of the only copy of the Wu-Tang album. I cannot believe this. Is it is it an NFT now? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't read further. <laughs> that is the only thing worse. Well, right. it, it, can't, wow. it can't be an NFT because NFTs, like, even a small little file as an NFT takes up so much fucking space and computing power. Well, no. So to put up an entire album as an NFT. Well, they don't just put it as the NFT. Like, all that's NFTs what I'm are is just, is you just say you own something and then some dude is like, yep, you own that. That's it. That's NFTs. Uh, and then they make money by telling people to spend a bunch of money to say that they own something. And then they take all that money and spend it on advertising so they can get more people to spend their money. And say they the, own the, money the squid. Scheme. The Squid Game it's, NFT fiasco was the funniest shit ever. It's actually like it, it blows my mind how well that system works for just getting more <laughs> using their money to get more dudes. And the, the the funny thing was that Squid Game NFT, you remember that shit? No. Dude, it was like right when like Squid Game got really popular on uh Netflix. Yeah. So these people came out with like the official Squid Game NFT collection. And this perfectly encapsulated why NFTs are absolute garbage. And this happened right at the beginning of NFT mania. Yeah. It turned out the it was not the official Squid Game NFT. They just said it was. It was just a bunch of people just said, like, this is official Squid Game NFTs. The <laughs> only way you could trade a Squid Game NFT is if you had, like, some other token. And, of course, those people had all of the tokens. So all the people who bought Squid Game tokens are now stuck with them forever and they cannot sell them. So, <laughs> so they bought them for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. All those dudes who set it up, it was all a fucking scam, took all the money, ran, nobody knows who they are, where they went, or and anything You can't like trace that. anything because it's all crypto. Yeah, and then I was just like, it was just so, it's such a clear example of why NFTs fucking suck because That's nothing's so nothing's regulated nothing is everything's a fucking scam it's so easy to scam people out of it and then nfts just grew in popularity somehow like you have oh. this is like this is like bernie madoff making like the world's first bank or something and he turns out to be a complete fraudster and then everybody says well let's keep banking it'll, it'll work eventually <laughs> i do appreciate though that a lot of people are just immediately like fuck is this like and God, every sports brand friggin' company in the world partnered with some garbage thing, being like, here, fucking buy some shit. They gave us money to advertise this thing, so please buy it. Even this year, even at the Las Vegas, not, was it Las Vegas? Whatever the one before Las Vegas was. Like, one of the later 2023 F1 races, the Williams team had, like, friggin' NFTs in the oh. rear wing, and they're like, these were selected by our drivers. Buy some NFTs. And literally everyone's just like, Dog, it's 2023. Everyone knows these <laughs> suck. Like, we know. You don't have to, like, pretend they're cool. <laughs> I did see an ad on Twitter for, uh, like, we buy useless NFTs. <laughs> like, there's just, like, a company that will just, like, pay you, like, some random amount of money for... I don't know, like, what their business model is, but I thought it was funny that there's, like, a now a business for just hoovering up, like, the remaining NFTs, hoping they'll be worth something one day. God. Yeah, no, the things that people keep making, you can just make as many as you want. Uh, yeah, those will go up in value. 
All right. Uh, the last email comes from Jack, uh, and he says, I forgot to talk about uh, GTACOS in my last email. Uh, Cody screaming fuck while everyone else is laughing is fucking gold. Uh, can't wait for the <laughs> Lethal Company video. Well, you're going to have to wait. <laughs> uh, shout out to everyone for the YouTube uploads recently, especially Rusty. Uh, we love you, Rusty. Hey, I, hey. I love you. Thank you for watching. Hey, we're going to, well, yeah, we'll we'll make more content. Don't watch it, though. <laughs> Anyways, I have no questions. Maybe I'll write something later. I don't know. See you, shrimps from Jack. Thanks, Jack. Um, yeah. When the when the course season's over, I'm gonna try and get another GTA thing going. I made the indie road course recently. It's kind of fun. Um, well, this might be the first time in a while that I have no idea what we're gonna call this episode. Oh, I didn't even think about it either. Oh, like, no. not a clue. There's only three of us here to think about titles, too. Damn. The Diddler. <laughs> Can we talk that Cody much about the Diddler? <laughs> Cody got diddled. Can we say that? I don't think we can say that. Can you use diddled in a YouTube title? I'm sure you can. Alright, that's what I'm calling it. Cody got diddled. <laughs> He's gonna wake up and see this shit. You fell asleep again. It's his fault. Uh, we'll see you never, because this is the last episode ever. Yeah, the Bracken got his ass. Dragged him off to the Shadow Realm. Runs over, boys. Head back to the ship. Yeah, waited until he was alone. Did a little reach around. <laughs>